Welcome to a podcast by Grantmakers in the Arts, a national association of public and private arts and culture funders. I'm Sherilyn Seeley, GIA's program manager. GIA is a community of practice with a shared vision of investing in arts and culture as a strategy for social change. In 2008, GIA has been elevating racial equity as a critical issue affecting the field. To actualize this work within the sector, GIA published its Racial Equity and Arts Funding Statement of Purpose in 2015. Since then, this journey has reaffirmed the many intersections at play as we leverage our dollars for the deepest impact and continue exploring new ways to be agents of change. This podcast is a part of the 2020 Grantmakers in the Arts Racial Equity Podcast Series. In this podcast episode, we are glad to have the National Association of Latino Arts and Cultures, also known as NALAC, and Otros Dreams in Acción, also known as ORA, joining us. We'll be hearing from Adriana Rios, the Director of Programs at NALAC, and Luisa Martinez, a socially engaged artist in the Artivistas in Residencia program out of ORA, and she's joining us all the way from Tijuana. Now, the United States is a conglomerate of cultures, languages, and races, all contributing something unique to what makes the U.S. a place where people can find community and belonging. But the actual journey of migrants can vastly differ from this narrative and depends on the resources and support available to them. So Adriana and Luisa, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss your experience with this topic. Adriana, can you first introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about NALAC and your mission? Sure. Um, thank you so much for having me here for this uh, conversation. Um, so my name is Adriana Rios. I am the Director of Programs at NALAC. Um, we are an organization uh, that is exclusively dedicated to the promotion, advancement, development, and cultivation of the Latinx arts field. Um, we just celebrated 30 years last May. Um, and really our work focuses um, in kind of like five or so central buckets. We do advocacy, um, research, grant funding, leadership development, um, and convenings for the Latinx arts and culture field. Great. And so when we think about racial justice and racial equity, we're thinking about ensuring that all people, regardless of race, can no longer have their trajectory explained based on statistics. So how does NALAC support with this? Sure. There's kind of two sides to this question is yeah. from just kind of initial initial thoughts. Um, you know, there's like a, I think, a good use of data and statistics and one that um, can kind of be uh, limiting or compartmentalizing um, for how it is that we do this work. Right. Um, I think for NALAC, um, the way in which we've kind of done our grant funding, um, we've come to learn that this work is ever evolving, um, responsive. It's, uh, you know, in a way we, we use a lot of our statistics to better understand uh, who it is that we serve. Mm -hmm. um, and especially as we think about uh, shifting patterns and demographics of the Latinx arts and culture field, as well as just the Latinx community in the U.S., it is statistics that we can use to kind of help inform how it is, who it is we're funding. So there's a level of like adapting to the evolving statistics that we learn about our field um, to better respond uh, to what's right. happening. You know, to an extent, uh, the way in which artist work is being funded is evolving, right? There's a shift in evaluation methods and criteria 
which kind of surpasses the the boxes, Mm -hmm. the way in which we've kind of collected those statistics in the past. So, you know, I think that comes with a lot of racial justice and and equity work, you know, we're trying to kind of incorporate into our, our funding. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And and Luisa, as I said earlier, you're joining us all the way from Tijuana. I'd love for you to share more about your work um, as an artist and how that your work has changed lives of so many people within the Latinx communities, Latinx border communities specifically, um, and what you'd want listeners to know when offering support to those communities. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Well, just to start off, like working with Oda was already a very um, unique experience. Like they are an organization that caters, works with, you know, people that grew up in the United States, but ended up in Mexico due to deportation or um, self-deportation. And I think that that's like a gray area that I didn't know personally that I like now funded. All those categories of um, where you're from or nationality start to to break down or to become more complex than like you know American um, non-citizen mm-hmm. resident so I think working with them was was super inspiring and knowing that like their residency was like funded through um, NALAC and that I would be um, going to Mexico City to work with people that had a similar background as I mm-hmm. you know grow, growing up at the border so I think that's like the the biggest takeaway uh, for me from this opportunity just like acknowledging all the complexities and the different lives that people have that don't fit into certain categories which I know is difficult to deal with sometimes when we're like applying to things or granting things like it's easy to or it's easier to check off boxes so like allowing for this um, multiplicity is like beautiful and important so I think the, the residency that I did with um, Carolina Gomez, the other artist that was the artivista in residence, was exactly this, like responding to the community that we were working with. Um, I was happy that um, while there was, you know, producing and workshops, there was a lot of time to just like get to know people and get to know the organization and like be volunteering and like hanging out and just chatting with mm-hmm. everybody that was part of this org. So I think that was really just useful and like a way that I like to work, you know, like slowly and getting to know people. But at the end, we did have, you know, hands on activities or art workshops that we were able to share with the community and uh, people from outside of it. Um, So we did a couple of arts workshops that included collage and drawing, but also dialogue as part of all this making. and finalized with like a, what do you call it? A peregrinación, um, like a, a march through the city. Um, okay. That really thank highlighted, <laughs> what? I said, thank you. I was oh, like, yeah. I'm not sure what. <laughs> I don't know if that's the perfect translation, but you know, like we, we walked <laughs> together through the city um, uh, okay. highlighting like the work that the, the, the people from the organization had done that this community had created together and really Great. Carolina and I were able to be you know guides and like um contribute something but mm-hmm. it was working together and like um allowing for this program and this funding and the materials to like expand beyond us which I think was really 
important. Yeah. And, you know, when you're working with a community, it's, I think a lot of what we talk about as well um, in philanthropy and um, Adriana, you might also be able to, to speak to this, doing to a community versus doing with a community. Yeah. And so I think what you described just now is exactly what yeah. we as a philanthropic community um, want to do more of. Um, and so for both of you, what are some sort of like pro tips that you might recommend to those who want to fund immigrant artists or things to keep in mind if, if someone is already funding immigrant artists or migrant artists or, I don't know, maybe your top five tips that you might suggest for our listeners? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Lisa, do you want to kick off or would you like me to do so? Um, sure. I mean, yeah, the first thing I, I thought of was just, um, I don't know, like taking, taking your time in selecting who these, um, funds, the support will go to, like, um, you know, we have the, I had the privilege of working with Oda, who's been working for a couple of years, so they're pretty established, um, yeah. And I have the privilege of having gone to like NYU and having like a certain path that allows me to write an application. But, you know, all of the people I met could have been the artists selected for this funding. So I think really, um, you know, just taking our time um, with like sharing the application and making sure it goes out to everybody possible and maybe making sure we have different ways of of applying, um, and I know that that's like a really huge thing to ask, or it's like complex, but just no, but it's important. People, it's yeah, people speak and express themselves in different ways, so just acknowledging that I think is what I my first takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm in agreement. I think that you know I, I'm really appreciative that we're having this type of conversation because uh, one of the biggest things I've learned in kind of uh, you know, being with an organization that funds is the importance of talking with artists. You know, if there's a certain group that you want to engage, um, the importance of, of bringing them into the conversation around how your opportunities um, are developing, right? So um, I think I, I've mentioned, I mentioned to you before, Sherilyn, that it was actually in a conversation with Oda um, where they they asked us questions around how we were working with this new diaspora of of deported artists that were very much a part of you know the U.S. Latinx um, community, mm-hmm. how it was that we were engaging them, and that was you know when you're working within you know an organization, um, you know, and and you've got your routines, you know, you've got your programs, and and you've been doing them for a bit. It's there's a constant need to be checking in with the field um, yeah. to have a thing of how those needs are evolving. You know, I think also specifically around working with immigrant artists, it's important to familiarize yourself with, you know, the legal systems, the policy changes um, that are happening within the United States um, that are affecting, you know, immigrant artists. There's a level of, uh, I think we, we had talked about this earlier, is just, you know, an understanding of what it means to not only verbally commit or commit in writing, um, but yeah. what it means to really stand with an artist um, and understand that if you are going to support immigrant artists, that there may be 
different ways in which you have to navigate how that funding is going to reach an artist, how, you know, opportunities are communicated to the communities uh, you're hoping to reach. So that's, those are kind of two things that come to mind. I think Mm -hmm. the final one that comes to mind um, is, you know, kind of an ongoing conversation around consent and how it is that projects that are funded and promoted through the organization's funding are shared, right? I think uh, there's varying statuses uh, in, in the U.S. and I think it's important to have, you know, have that back and forth again with the artists that you're funding around how you will collaborate. I would add kind of t- touching the last thing Adriana said, um, to me it's really important to have, you know, like funding alone can only go so far so like thinking of other systems of support that you can um add to the mix maybe the we i had the opportunity of working with uh human artists which is part of all that but just having somebody to to give feedback to the artist to like just coordinate the whole experience to follow through was really important. And sometimes orgs don't have that person already. So maybe also Mm -hmm. as a funder thinking of like, who's gonna be, um, like there's an artist, but also who's gonna be following through or or coordinating or just like having a dialogue about the whole process with the artists in the community. That's great. Well, before we close, I wanna know if you have any more thoughts that you wanna share, any final words and, um, there's a new grant that you have um, coming out of NALAC, Adriana, I think, for artists who want to do racial justice work. Yeah, I would love to hear about that in these final words. <laughs> um, yes, yes. So we are, you know, in many ways, actually, uh, you know, putting racial justice and racial equity um, at the, really at the front and center of a new grant initiative that we are starting. It's uh, the Catalyst for Change Award. Um, it's a $25,000 grant. Um, kind of done in partnership uh, with the Serna Foundation uh, to really, uh, you know, focus on artists who are doing community-based work um, that is addressing, you know, racial injustice uh, and not only through kind of bringing an awareness to uh, the, you know, very real uh, reality that it exists, but also um, bringing up those kind of uh, new solutions to, to how to, you know, put a new system in place um, that essentially dismantles, you know, the oppressions that we have today. Um, and, you know, I, I, something I wanted to, something that I've been thinking about as we've just been in this conversation is just thinking about how it is that, you know, that in centering you know, justice and equity within philanthropy, yeah. uh, to an extent, I find that it means slowing down. Mm. Um, I think we mentioned it earlier, like community-based work where it's, you know, community front and center, it takes time. Yep. Um, and I think when we look at, you know, just to your earlier question around, you know, this trajectory that's so grounded in statistics, how impact can be so you know, so dependent on statistics is hard when you're trying to do these shifts, you know, it doesn't mean that numbers and stats can't come into better understanding the impact, but I think there's a level of taking a step back Mm -hmm. and kind of really reevaluating and centering, you know, what it is that 
is the goal and the objectives in doing this work. So, I, you know, I share that because that's, that's work that NALAC is doing in this moment um, to develop this new grant opportunity. Thank you. And yeah, I, Louisa, did you have anything? Um, yeah, I just wanted to, I mean, basically echo what Adriana is saying from the perspective of like the funded artists, like I'm really appreciative of uh, NALAC and especially Oda for allowing this like gray and fuzzy and like fruitful residency to, to happen and for looking for different types of artists, you know, members of like um, a deported community and members of like I'm Fronteriza from the border and just like allowing categories mm -hmm. to to be blurred when um, you know reviewing these applications, um, I think just generated something very beautiful over um, the summer that the residency occurred. Um, yeah, and like Adriana said, just going slow, like allowing for time. Um, I mean, I'm always looking at different um, residency applications, and mm -hmm. often there's like language of like producing and like timelines that are like two to three weeks. And I think being in Mexico City for like a month and a half um, with this community and just basically saying like, as long as you're engaging um, with our organization, our community, you can do whatever you want. I think that was really uh, freeing and uh, generative. Yeah, no, that's helpful. Thank you for for sharing that. And Adriana, I'm sure in your work, you've seen the difference when you take a second and step back and leave some time um, rather than hustling to, to, to reach deadlines, 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 which are important, of course, but ultimately the goal is to support communities and whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I was at a in, in a recent gathering for this, you know, new grant initiative that we're doing, one of uh, the artists there said, um, they're based out of Chicago, um, they said that progress can only move at the speed of trust. And I think this is, um, this is a lot of, of what it means to, to work, in, work in community. Um, to work for justice, to work towards equity. Yeah, this time last year we had our narrative change series and um, Jeff Chang said something very similar, change happens at the speed of trust. And so I think that's, that's a common theme and I'm glad that it came up today in our conversation. So thank you both so much for sharing your thank personal you. experiences and experiences as it relates to the work um, and participating in our Racial Equity podcast series. Your insight as a funder um, and activist, Luisa, include examples that others can model after and day-to-day -day experiences that others can learn from. And I always learn so much from these conversations. So thank you for sharing. And to our listeners, we look forward to continuing these conversations. So be sure to tune in to the Gritmakers in the Arts Racial Equity podcast series, and be sure to follow us on Facebook at GIArts, Twitter at GI Arts and Instagram at Gritmakers in the Arts. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, Sherilyn Seely at Sherilyn at GIArts.org. And remember, as Dolores Huerta said, every moment is an organizing opportunity, every person a potential activist, and every minute a chance to change the world. Thanks so much for listening.